Welcome to Pleasurably Ever After, a podcast about sex, relationships, and sexuality. Risen from the dead, the cold, silent night. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> I wanted that. To, I wanted it to be like like an Undertaker thing. An Undertaker. Where we thing. come back from the dead. I was just gonna say, hey, we're not dead. <laughs> I was trying to be dramatic. I did win the drama award after all. Yeah, I can tell that today. You're a little dramatic. Thanks, babe. Anytime. I'm glad you like me. <laughs> Well, anyways, we are back. Sorry for the very, very delayed release of this episode. Yeah. It's summertime. We had shit to do. We're busy. And I was sick. And I didn't want to come back sounding like a cokehead again. Yeah, he had a serious case of the sniffles. I had the man cold. He barely survived. You're lucky I'm still here. <laughs> See, the Undertaker spiel, the spiel really would have worked. It would have. It would have. But no, for real, like, it really has been like a summer thing. Like It's summer. We love to sit in our garage. We have neighbors that are in the lifestyle with us that come over and we always hang out and we chit chat and shoot the shit. And it seems like every day, and every day we're like, we're going to do this fucking podcast. We're going to fucking do it. And then we're just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I have a headache. The kids were being little shits. Ugh, it's exhausting being an adult. Holler if you know. But people have just continued. They've been like, so when's the next episode coming out? And I was like, I swear, we're going to record it tomorrow. So, One week later. <laughs> two week later. Three week later. Almost a month later. We are here. And we're better than ever. Uh, right, that's that lot. remains to be seen. No. We, 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 we've, had, we've had our ups and downs like everyone does. Like we're Yeah, not gonna... we just had a terrible weekend. It had its moments. It had good parts, but... There were definitely ne- terrible parts. Needless to say, don't mix weed and booze. Don't do it. Don't fall down a deck in your underwear. <laughs> At least I kept my underwear on. Give me a little bit of credit <laughs> but here. But you didn't keep your underwear on. <laughs> but at least I had it on when I fell off the deck. True. <laughs> True. The possibility of us having future children seems like it's a go. <laughs> my testicles survived the fall <laughs> but no i i ended up I, I i fuck i blacked out i don't know the last time i blacked out i apparently did a whole bunch of shit that i have no idea none for well, those of you who got to see i would say like we call him fun bobby when he drinks but this was like a new level of fun, Bobby. If you got to see that, you were in for a treat. Because it was the first time I had ever even seen you that fucked. Uh, it's like the first time in like a decade, if not more, that I have been that fucked. Yeah. Normally when I get really, really drunk, I just kind of weasel out into the night. Like I find a place to hide and no one really knows what's going on. Like not this time. <laughs> <laughs> my presence was known <laughs> and you said i had a flair for the dramatics <laughs> very rarely does mine come out but anyway we're so glad that people have been asking and people still listen right to us they're like when is the next one like i'm tired like i need a break from murder mysteries someone told me today yeah and i think going to all these events over these last couple weeks and like having people tell us like the podcast is so good like i really like it it's just, it gives me so much more motivation to keep going. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. It is, it's, and like I said, we still do it for us, but now we're starting to do it for you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we love to do it. We love to talk. Trust us. We love to fucking talk. <laughs> we do. 
Espe- well, especially, especially me. All the dudes and that I never fucking message back are gonna be like, "Oh, really? You love to talk?" I call bullshit <laughs> on that. Okay, really, it's just me. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> I just drag her along with me. Like seriously, like sometimes she feels like she has to put me on a fucking leash because I'm all over the place. <laughs> hey, now you're the dominant, not me. I'm I'm the dominant, but I'm I'm all over the place. <laughs> That's why I love you. Hey, there's got to be some things. <laughs> but anyway, so we don't really have anything to reflect back on. I mean, we've had our experiences and stuff, and none yeah, of them are really there's like... there's not really like an update, I guess, on... Our relationship. <laughs> on our relationship, on anything that's changed within the last month. We've kind of just been mowing along. Um, Having fun when we can. Yeah, exactly. We got more shit coming up. We're doing goat yoga. Yeah. I did fucking goat yoga. God damn it. You d- it was my idea. I don't care. I did it. Okay. I was just <laughs> saying. God, get credit where it's due. I had I I literally did yoga with a goat standing on my back. That was probably and to be honest, if you've never experienced it, do it. I felt so happy afterwards. I was just like in the most chill and relaxed mood. Like Almost the entire time. Almost like the entire day afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's so therapeutic. And, like, it doesn't even matter if you actually do the fucking yoga. Just go and play with the fucking goats. They're really cute. I can't wait to see them. You're going to see them on Saturday. Yeah, I'm really excited. Speaking of goats. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so where we were is we basically like, yeah, we really, we've just been kind of hanging out. We've been meeting so many people and that's like, and like she said earlier, it's been so fantastic to meet people and be like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast and it's amazing. Like I had someone tell me like, I've learned so much about these different like aspects of like fetish and kink and everything. And and it's good to, to bring these things to light. The one we're going to bring to light today is it's becoming so much more common like especially like in the porn verse. Yes, in the porn scene, um and relationship scenes too. Like I I I'm in a I'm in a group of of men who like to talk about their wives and stuff and Yeah. Like a lot of them are like I just love to see my wife with another with like another man. Yeah. I love but to that's watch. not necessarily what what topic. That's no, that's not that's, directly that's, related to what we're going into today. No. Not it's related, but not directly related. So we'll just put an end to this. Our topic today is cuckolds and cuck queens. Woo! Something that we actually talked about in our very first episode because we said what our top three kinks were, and, and I surprised you. You did surprise, and I'm still surprised, and I'm I'm very I'm navigating that one very very slowly. <laughs> I feel like you're doing a really good job. <laughs> But no, and it's something too that like when we first got into the scene, it's something that we thought is what we were into. Like when when we first got together, I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm a cuckold. Yes. But I'm not a cuckold. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess in a definition term, I could be. And we're actually going to give you the definitions of what a cuckold is, what a cuck queen is, and everything. So I guess we'll start with a cuckold. A cuckold is a man who willingly encourages his wife to sleep with other people because it brings him pleasure. Cuckolds exist on a spectrum between two extremes. On one end is a, I can never say this word. Is a masochist. A masochist cuckold who enjoys humiliations, degradation, and other demeaning activities at the hands of his wife and her lover. The alpha cuckold lies at the opposite end of the spectrum and does not enjoy any form of humiliation and often has a direct say in who his wife sleeps with and when. So in that definition... I didn't know at the time that there was the two. I, honest to God, didn't know until this afternoon when we looked at it that there is such thing as an alpha cuckold. Me neither. Like, I thought, like, so we looked at each other like, okay, so what's the difference between that and a stag? And I'm like, I really don't think there is. And if there is, it's a very fine line. Yeah, I think so, too. But what I, the only definition I knew of cuckold at the time 
was you like to be humiliated. You like for your wife to be like, yeah, his dick's so much bigger than yours. Oh, my God. It feels so good. I guess my vision of cuckolding and, like, being on FetLife, I did see it a lot. And I would see, like, the chastity device of a man. Um, I would see, like, a big part, like, of cuckold culture is, uh, like eating the cream pie so like the other man the clean up right the clean up the other man is coming inside the wife's pussy and then like the cuckold is eating the cum the other man's cum out of sight of like the woman's pussy that's a big like that's like one of the things i think of when i think of cuckold oh no and that's one of the the, the biggest things and just the things that i i kind of see i mean i watch porn every day i'm not even gonna lie to you like the things that I always come across is more along the lines of like verbal humiliation, yes, and, and, and things along those lines. Small dick humiliation. Small dick, just like he fucks me better. Like yeah, like but like um, a lot of times, and and we'll get into some more like stereotypical types of cuckolds and things along those lines as we go. But it's just like just humiliating the shit out of the other person. And so, like, when we first got into it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm a cuckold. I like to see my wife with other women. And I tried the whole, like, tie me up in the corner and make me watch. And we even got you, like, a light cock cage, remember? That thing is so goddamn uncomfortable. (laughs) I I mean, I know that's the point, but fuck, they're so uncomfortable. And this is at the time in my life where, like, I hadn't truly, like, discovered, like, the bane, like, how much of a dom I am. Yes. And how much I don't like to be submissive. Yes. That was the exploring stage of our relationship. This is the... Yes, exactly. And so, like, the first time we ever had a cuckold experience, you literally tied me to a chair and fucked some random dude off of Craigslist. (laughs) Yes, I did. And, like, and then, like, did the humiliation thing. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm sensitive, okay? I don't like that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so, from there, it was like, okay, cool. Like, I want you to fuck other people in front of me, but don't make fun of me while you do it. Yeah. Like uh, I remember afterwards you were like, so like does he really fuck? I still ask you those questions after you have sex with somebody. Like I (laughs) I still ask you, is he better than me? Is his dick bigger than mine? Which (laughs) I don't really care if it is or not, but I'm like, is is he and she'll be like she's like, No, babe, you're still the best I ever had. Don't know if it's true, but that's what she tells me. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But like so like I grew out of it and then like I grew into like okay hot wifing so like I want you to like go out and cheat on me and send me pictures and be like ooh look what I'm doing yeah everything and then it evolved to I want you to go out and fuck people because I'm telling you to go out and fuck people yes I'm telling you go fuck that person send me pictures of it yeah like that's what and so that's where I am now that's why I would consider myself like obviously I, I consider myself a daddy dom and a stag and I guess now a man of many definitions. A man of many definitions, but now I can also consider myself an alpha cuckold. Yes, one more for the books. Bring it on! Like it's just going to be like Bobby. This, <laughs> this, this. That's can something that, that's kind of like a theme we're going with, like with our podcast so far, is ones that are close to heart with us. Yes, we'll eventually dwell into ones that like we don't have experience in. No, or, we'll or, need other people to come on and you know, give their experiences and stuff. But so if people have ideas of topics that we should spend an episode talking about, let us know. If you want to come on and talk about it and educate us, please do. Yes. Don't ask me to kiss your feet because I don't like feet. I Oh my gosh, that's so weird. I was just thinking, you know what like, would be really interesting is like someone who's really into foot worship because that's just something I just don't get. And me, then you uh, just said it too. I, I don't like feet. We read each other's minds. We really do. I, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like feet. So like... Me neither. Somebody else can come on and I might I look would at, love to like know the motivation behind that. Anyway, we're getting so off topic. I don't really Both care. of us have ADHD. Let's get back onto it. That's, where were we? <laughs> Talking about how we started off as you being what we thought was like a regular, or not a regular, but like a I'm submissive not- cuckold. Yeah, and like like I said, I've tried, like, I, I went through this phase where I was like, oh, well, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to be submissive to you. Like, I'm going to try, because I identified as a switch, meaning I sub and dom. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm going to be submissive to you. I'm going to wear the cage. Like, I'm going to do the, 
not me at all. No. It did not flow. It well did for not me. last very long <laughs> no. at all. But now like I'm finding like so much more of a dominant streak inside of me. Mm-hmm. Like I like to the point where I just said like if you've never done the BDSM test, I highly recommend you do it. It's just a series of questions that you rank from like completely not interested to very interested. And then it categorizes like if you're a dom, if you're a sub, if you're a voyeur, if you're an exhibitionist, how vanilla you are, you know, like, are you a degradee? Are you a degrader? Like, it's like 25 different categories and they rank you and they actually put like, okay, you're 100% dom, you're 100% this, you're only 4% this. The last one I did with the way that my things have changed, I was 100% dom, 4% submissive. And I was disappointingly like 13% vanilla. I I was more vanilla than you, which was more disappointing to me. Because I always think that I'm the freak bitch of this relationship. But but no, like we are not. I I don't know. Have we ever discussed like the term vanilla, by the way? Mm, No, but I I feel like it's just one of those things people understand what it is. All right, fair. Vanilla basically means you're a square. Yeah. Means you nothing you're really like wrong with it. Regular but. sex, you know, maybe like a little choking, a little, a little, smack. little handcuff play or something, but you're not really into BDSM. You're not into any of the lifestyle. You're not into swinging. You don't want to be washed. You've not, you maybe wash. not how you, you're monogamous. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, so like I did this thing and it's like, nope, you're, you're a hundred percent dumb. Like, you don't like to be questioned at all. <laughs> no, you don't. I really don't. Don't question me. <laughs> but in the realm of of like cucking, there's also the female side of it. Yeah. So that is queening, which is one of the things that I said that I was into. And a cut queen is... So a cut queen is a wife who is compliant in her fetish for her husband's unfaithfulness or adultery. The female equivalent of the male cuckold comes out and then it goes into the Latin definition. Funniest part about this definition, which we're getting our definitions from Urban Dictionary because they're more in line with how we speak, how we view things. Yes. Like the terminology. But the funniest thing is, is they always give examples the example that they gave for a cut queen is Hillary Clinton <laughs> as the best example of a cut queen. And when you look up cut queen, it's queen is not spelled traditionally. No, it's it, with a Q and then a U and then an E and then an A and then an N. Yes. So it, it's it's kind of a different thing. And there's there's other terms that you'll hear like cut cake and stuff like that. Yeah. Different terms, different people use different things. So essentially, a cut queen is the male version of a cuckold. If like we want to just go like most simplest, simplest, simplest terms. And I, I would assume that the same way a cuckold can have like the alpha cuck and, you know, the submissive cuck, I think so can a cut queen. But unlike you, I would say that. My fantasies come from humiliation. Which the more is, masochist yes. aspect, which we have slowly, yes, played into. Like it, it started with the pocket pussy. Yes. So I had ne- at, at this time in my life, like I'm, like I'm completely, I'm still am completely devoted to my wife. But this time, like, I'm not talking to other women. I'm not flirting with other women. I'm not doing anything, like, any kind of communication outside of, like, pleasantries with her friends and people at work. No contact with women whatsoever. So the first thing that we did to kind of test this theory when it happened was I went out and I bought just a basic-ass, like, fleshlight pocket pussy. And then we were watching porn and I jerked off in the pocket pussy. Yeah, no, you actually, like, put the pocket pussy inside of my pussy and And fucked fucked the pocket pussy while it was inside my pussy. Yeah, and it was really hot for both of us. It was really hot, and I think that's when, like, things really started to, like, connection started to come. 
it, it, it's together. what it, it honestly is what really kind of kicked off like okay the cut queening thing kind of kicked off with the blowjob at the club yes that was the start yes because it wasn't until after that that i did the pocket pussy thing yes but the blowjob was completely random <laughs> Yes. Like, like not something that was ever expected, not something that is still expected. Like, I still don't ever expect those things. So we tried it with the pocket pussy. And this is kind of what, like, evolved us into the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can be a cut, not, not cut queen, but you can be, what would you consider yourself, like, in, like, if as me being the dominant and me pushing you out? You're the vixen, right? Yes. So, like, just her as a vixen, like, wasn't really lifestylish because, like, that no, was the thing. No, it's not really swinging. We were looking for, like, a bull. We were, yeah, we were looking for a bull or anything like that. And so this kind of is what pushed us actually into the lifestyle. So now we're interacting with couples. We're interacting with single women. We're interacting with, with anybody, really. Like, we don't separate anything. Like, we just interact with everybody. Yeah, we've pretty much put, like... Bobby being with other women on the table if the situation is right or feels correct. So, but yeah, that's the thing you have to navigate. Mm-hmm. That it, and that's a huge thing. And in most cases, it's not in most cases, but in some cases, it's a day by day thing that you have to navigate. For me, one hundred percent. I like, mean, if there's any ladies listening, you know the time of the month, maybe the week before. You might cry at a McDonald's commercial. You might all of a sudden feel like rage for absolutely no reason. You feel a little bit emotionally off kilter. Those are usually the times that I am like to him, like, no, don't even try it. Don't even let me see you flirting with it. Not that he can't, but like, don't flirt out in the open with other women. Like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want it at all. Because I'm way more sensitive and small things bother me. And there have been times where, like, he's been like, yeah, yeah, like, it's hot. Like, I want to fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And he'll do it. And then, like, one tiny little comment, if I'm in, like, the wrong headspace, will set me off. Like, he told a lady she had a pretty pussy one time. And I fucking, like, freaked out about it. And it seems so fucking stupid now. Like we laugh about it. Like no, we say no. it as a we say pretty pussy as a joke. No, now. literally, it, it it is a joke now. <laughs> but, but that's one thing to be mindful. Like if okay, like from a male perspective, like if your woman is into cut queening, just know that she does not want you to talk about cucking her all the time. No, just just keep that in mind. No, I mean, unless they're like in a chastity and they've like expressed like no, like even if I'm not in the mood for it, like I still want you to do it. And there are women out there like that because no, I've since joined like cut queen support groups and cut queening groups. Um, and there are women that are like that. There are women that have like a very, very like they want their husband to fuck their best friend. They want their husband to fuck their sister. Like, I will they, not go anywhere near your best friends and you don't have sisters. So like that it's like intense cuckolding. So I am not to that level. But I do enjoy the humiliation and I do enjoy, um, you know, being talked down to humiliation on its own without even the cut queening. And I think that's what's really drawn me to it has always been a huge, huge kink to me. Like I've talked about how I like people to correct me. I think like that comes down to like me feeling like a little bit stupid and that situation and then like the humiliation of feeling stupid and then being turned on by that and like some of my other fetishes and things along those lines humiliation has always the daddy dom kink humiliation has always been the root and my number one motivator that makes me horny and i know that sounds super fucked up but but I mean it goes along the same lines as like voyeur has always been mine right yeah like like voyeurism has always been the staple of my sexual being yeah whereas humiliation has always been that way for you and I would say like everybody has I don't know if you guys remember ever doing like a cloud doc, like a diagram when you were a kid and you would write like the center idea and then like in the cloud and then you would like offshoot off the cloud when you're writing a story. I feel like everybody has that center thing for their sexuality 
and then the offshoots of what that center being is. So my center being is humiliation. So cuckweening is a very natural place for me to go if I really think about it. But it had always been the thing that would probably be like the most humiliating, the most extreme thing in my opinion, that I could do that would be humiliating. So it's taken me a journey to get there, and we still are. I'm not ready for Bobby to cuckwee me with another woman, like, right in front of me right away. We've talked about it. We've flirted with the idea. And then when I think critically about it, I think, like, no, I'm not ready for that. Because there is a huge psychological component, and you, you get very deep into subspace. You get very deep into your head. The things that sometimes your partner could be saying, like, you could overthink about it. And I'm already an overthinker on good days. So it could cut really, really deep. So you need to make sure that you and your partner are in a good mental space. You have to make sure that you're communicating, like, completely, like, complete and open, honest communication with each other. And that's one reason why we have, like, we've taken it slow, like we did the pocket pussy. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, I had a couple female friends of mine... Because I knew she was in the mood. She had expressed to me earlier in the day that she was in the mood for it. I had some female friends of mine send her a message and tell them and tell Chris and, and, and tell you, like, oh, my God, like, I can't wait to suck your husband's dick. Like, I'm going to suck it so much better than you do. And it was so fucking hot. You know, but the thing is, is I tried to do it again a few days later without having the green light. And it wasn't as much fun. No, no, no. <laughs> It was not as much fun. It was not that moment was over, that time had passed, and it was not that much fun. And one thing that, you know, I've expressed to you and what you're still learning as a dominant is aftercare. And that that's a huge thing. And it and it's something that I am I, I like truth be told, like I'm a smoker. So like when I finish a scene or when I finish having sex or anything, first thing I want to do is I want to go have a cigarette. Okay, that's my first initial instinct. Yes. And that's the psychology that I need to change and be like, no, like the most important thing after this scene is making sure that your partner is okay. Giving her the the reassurance, the the affirmation and everything that she needs. And everyone needs a different type of aftercare. Yes, some people do want to be alone. Some people don't want to be touched. Some people do want to be touched. Some people want a snack and a water. Some people, like probably the most intense scene that you and I had ever had, have ever had, it was a cut queening scene. And it was when we were going through a little bit of a relationship turmoil. We were having sex. It wasn't just that you were talking like while you were fucking me. It wasn't just that you were like talking about this other woman who was like a little bit of like a thorn in my side. But it was also like, you were like, you hit me for the first time during that scene. Like we got very physical. We were physically aggressive with each other. Mentally, it was like a very deep, deep scene. And then you went into subspace. I went into subspace and I went like really like he took me like really, 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 really low down, which is what I craved and what I wanted. But then afterwards, like you went for a nap. (laughs) And then I was just, like, left alone in this, like, really low place without any, like, love or care. And we got into a huge fight after, and we really learned a lot after that because we realized, like, you can't just take somebody so low and then be like, oh, see you later. Hope that was great for you. And that's the thing is, like, I I am guilty of that. It's something, like, you're not going to be perfect, okay? No. We're growing. Like I'm grow I'm having to get better at aftercare. Like you're getting better with being okay with things, like with certain things that have bothered you before. Like we're constantly like we're growing together. No, I'm not attacking you and being like, You are so bad and I am so great. We both have things that we need to work on. (laughs) And that was just one thing that I wanted to get across to anybody listening is that if you are going to think about this play and you are going to do these things, make sure like the mental side, the psychological side of this is something that you really pay attention to. And you're really making sure that you're reconnecting with your partner, making sure that you are 
giving them that love, that reassurance, that touch, whatever they need and ask them, what do you think you'll need? Sometimes when we go in a really big scene, I can't even, I don't even want to look at you afterwards. Like you've humiliated me so bad that I can't even look you in the eye. Not negative. By the way, this isn't like a negative thing. No, it's not a negative thing, but it's just like the feelings afterwards are a little bit negative. I get over them, but I I don't want to look at you. I don't want you to touch me. I want you to be near me, but like, I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to look at me. I like... Just be in the room. Just be next to me. And like, that's all you really need to do sometimes. Other times where it isn't as heavy... I want you to cuddle me. I want you to draw me a bath. I want you to get me ice cream. Watch a movie. Watch a movie. I want those things. So I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I think I'm a good communicator. And I'm usually really good at saying what I want. If you are the type of person where you're not that good of a communicator, maybe try to write down things that you feel, even if you don't know, feel like maybe could be helpful for you. Before you enter this play, try to think critically about envisioning how maybe you would feel, best case scenario, worst case scenario, what you might need, because it is a very serious play, and we don't want to be responsible for advocating for you guys to do this play, and relationships could 100% break down if this play is followed in the wrong way. No, and and that's why, like, constant communication is so important, because... You know, like, don't let, don't ever let a scene dictate your relationship. No. Like, don't. Like, if, if, like, you try it and it's not for you, and this goes with anything. This goes with any kind of cuckolding. (coughs) Excuse me. Any kink. Any kink. Any, like, any lifestyle thing, like, swinging or anything like that. Like, don't let one experience ruin your relationship. No. Like, like, keep... Like, keep the communication open. Like, let them know, like, okay, like, I don't like this. Like, we can't do this. Yes. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your partner. And if you do something once and it's really not for you and you never want to do it again, don't ever do it again. Yeah. And and that's why. But they, it's contradictory because there's a saying, like, make sure you try something twice because, like, the first experience could have been bad, but the second experience could have been good. Like, Yeah, I don't live by that. I feel like trust your instinct. If you never want to do it again, never do it again. But if you feel like along the way you want to do it again, do it again. That's what I live off of. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. <laughs> and just go with it. And trusting my gut has never gone wrong. All right. So we got a little sidetracked. We got a little. We got sidetracked. Okay, I got a little ahead of myself. I'm sorry, I got <laughs> excited. Oh my gosh, but no, there there's some offshoots to cuckolding that we want to talk about, like different types of cuckolding. Because believe it or not, there's different categories for everything. <laughs> yes. So I would say we got. We talked a little bit about it when we were talking about the cock cage, but a big component to cuckolding um, is chastity devices. And that goes for both male and female. Although female chastity devices from experience and us looking to find the one are way more expensive and harder to find and really awkward. Yeah, no, they all look really uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the point, but, but... Okay, there's, like, a point to, like, uncomfortableness, and then there's, like, a point to where, like, okay, that just looks torturous. Like, yeah, like, why does it have to go all the way up, like, your stomach? Yeah, like, there's no need. <laughs> uh, but I think, like, the, the name for that is a key holder. So, with chastity devices, there's a small offshoot of cuck holding uh, where somebody is a key holder. So, they might not even be dominant to this person there might be a dominant edge to them there might not be a lot of the time there is but some people literally just hold the key to somebody's cockage and they just hold on to it and when the person who's wearing the cage says like can you let me out it's all about like the tease and denial and making sure like nope i'm not giving you the key nope 
nope, you can't take it off. And there are men that stay in chastity for days, weeks at a time. Sometimes months even. Sometimes months at a and, time. And like the more extreme cases. And that's not me. No, that's not me either. I think like for play, a chastity device would be fun or like an afternoon. But scene, like- I don't, I, not my kink. But there are people that that is their kink to wear a chastity device that long. And there's a huge tease and denial aspect that comes from that. And where the woman may invite her bull over and while the man is wearing the chastity device, she may be intimate with him in front of him. She may do certain things to try to give him a boner, which will make the chastity device more uncomfortable. Um, There are extreme... chassis devices that like go through the urethra of a man uh-huh. that we've seen um there's a huge subculture just on cock cages alone i had one like i mean we talked about it earlier it was more but, like a cock shield yeah it wasn't anything crazy because i'm poe but uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but no and the thing is is i'm not gonna spend a whole bunch of money like i mean because you can buy like there are some really nice looking cock cages like mm-hmm. i could like but like titanium steel like the works i mean and but the the, the the shitty thing is is like it's so limited on female chastity device like female chastity devices like there's like they all look the same like they don't look fancy no <laughs> it's literally like a steel plate that goes over the front there's over a, the the pussy over the pussy there's a spot there's like a hole in it so you can pee yeah but like that's it and then some have a hole in the back for like butthole play so like you get fucked in the ass but you couldn't get fucked in the pussy which i think is like i don't fuck in the ass yet but like there's you know some excitement (laughs) some excitement towards that so yes chassis device is another one another one i wanted to say or a sub a huge subculture to uh cuckolding and this is like one that I've seen a lot of controversy over, and I I don't know where I stand on it. I see points of view on one side, and I see points of view on the other. So another huge subset is Queen of Spades, or BBC, which stands for... Big Black Cock. So there are men out there, specifically white men, who only want to be cuckolded by... The, an envision of a big burly black man with an enormous size cock um and it it used to be a very popular fetish and like it's even something that we've flirted with you've always said that you've wanted to see me with a black man no, I, 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 that's it's, that's a tough thing because i want to see you with all kinds of men no, but, but but no, like there there is a certain pull to the whole like BBC aspect. Yes, like, it's like the eptum of like it's a, it, strong strength, like watching your wife get fucked by somebody who is it, has a way bigger I, dick. I than just you. I just hate it because it's like it, it, at, at one point it's like mildly racist, and so it's like I I I don't like that. Like no, but there are there are like cuckold couples that are like that. And you'll ever notice if you see, like, a queen of spades tattoo on a woman, that either means that, one, she's only into black men. Yes. Or, two, like, she's only into black men, like, with her, like, to, to bull her. Yes. As, as her, like, in yes. front of her husband. And, like, there there's a whole subculture that's not even cuckold that is surrounded by... Yes. The Queen of and that can that can divulge into the hot wifing and everything else as well. But I've seen some really good think pieces talking about how like how we're really looking at like slave times here and how like the like fetishizing somebody's race is kind of fucked up. And I mean, I kind of agree. So it's one of those things where like Yes, I think it's beautiful to find all different races attractive, but like, should we really be just like searching out somebody like for the race or for whatever? And when I think when it comes to sex and just sex, it is really easy to like compartmentalize certain things. Like I want this, I want this. And there's nothing wrong with only wanting specific things. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think there are aspects 
and like the reason why white men fetishize it is if we looked like historically the black slave and the white male always being in fear that their their black slaves would come and get with their wife and like that historically is where this all comes from and obviously we know like the terrible history behind that no like i said that like that's something that kind of drives me crazy but like i can understand wanting a big black penis like i get it mm-hmm. but i hate like the there there's just an there's an epitome of racism that, that comes with it that i don't agree with but to each their own. Like, obviously, they're not racist towards black people. No, but. obviously, it's it's not racism per se. But there's elements of race and racist undertones in it. So there, I wanted to get that across to people that no, there is. And there, like like we said, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's something that we fantasized about. Like it, like we fantasized about going out to one of the sex clubs and. And experiencing that, like it, it's not something that should be looked down upon. We're just saying, like the the cultural aspect of it, like the deep cultural aspect mm-hmm. of it, we don't necessarily agree with. And I still have black men that regularly reach out to me and refer to themselves as BBC and are proud of it and are like, "Hey, babe, do you ever want to go with a big black dick?" And, like, who am I as a white person to be like, oh, you shouldn't refer to yourself as that. You shouldn't and be all fucking too, like, there's there's being too politically woke, right? <laughs> so it's not my job to police anybody that's into that. I'm just saying there, it's a mixed bag on some people think it's a good idea, some people don't. Yeah. And the next one that we want to get into is one that you actually have experience with being... A former pro-dom. Yeah. So there is um, a group of people that maybe won't feel comfortable with exploring this with their current partner, or maybe it would be too emotionally traumatizing, but they still want to experience aspects of it. So they may look to a professional. um, And as a pro-dom in my past, this was one of the things that was like, most requested um would be someone would hire you to do um a scene a cuckolding scene for them so we had played with this gentleman before he was a really good performer he had a huge dick he fucked like a champion and i had an inquiry from a gentleman uh, asking me if I would do a cuckold scene and pretend to be his wife. And that like he would leave me money to buy a new dress and I would surprise him with uh, my lover at the time and pretty much I would humiliate and degrade him. So I said, okay, how can I make this work? Uh, Bobby cannot perform well under pressure. <laughs> I, I can, maybe. I don't know. That's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about the fun of it, but yeah. So he wasn't the best choice for this particular thing. So I phoned up my old play partner. I said, Hey, do you want to do this? I'll give you some money, the money that some of the money that I make off of it. And he was like, heck yeah. So, which I still don't think he needed. (laughs) I mean, I guess he did get like me again and that was awesome for him. But so the guy ended up coming over and when I opened the door, I realized that this guy was actually my old driving instructor. So that was weird as fuck and super awkward. But hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I just tried not to say anything. He came in. I like guided him to the bedroom. I sat down and then I was like, yeah, hold on a minute. And I like totally pretended to be his wife. I invited my lover in. He fucked the shit out of me. Like I was sore. It like hurt, but I had to put on the act like, yeah, yeah, I'm so fucking into it. And at the end of it, he ended up like coming in my mouth. And this particular guy, this is the thing that he said he wanted the most was that he wanted me to spit this other guy's cum in his face. And I didn't know if I would have the fucking balls to do it, but off the adrenaline, like this guy was just loving every fucking second of it. So I just fucking (laughs) hot 
the guys come right onto his face and he just sat there in fucking shock. And even like the guy that was fucking me, like we all just like stood there in silence for a minute. Like, oh no, like was that too far? And he fucking wiped the cum off and literally like jerked his cock for like two seconds and then like came and got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Well, like there's a certain aspect of embarrassment that goes along with it. Like, yeah. Like I, like, I remember after it happened, like, after we tried the whole cuckold thing the first time, I was, like, I was embarrassed. I was, like, how do I feel? Like, uh." Yeah. Like, and, and, no, that's such a... With anything that I think is humiliating, like, afterwards, like, you're, like, almost grossed out in yourself. Like, oh, my God, ew, did I actually just do that? So you just have to, like... Get the fuck away from that thought. Like, get away from the entire thing. Yeah. Which explains why sometimes I can't even look at you afterwards because it's like, oh my God, like I can't. I'm so humiliated. No, it 100% explains it. And now we're going to humiliate other people. Yeah. So, um, as you guys know, Bobby and I talked about this in our last podcast that like we're flirting around with like me being polyamorous and me opening myself up to relationships and everything and i'm not ready or you know i'm not saying like i'm in a polyamorous relationship right now but i've been looking for people that like i can connect with closer to home so i decided to not for a polyamorous relationship no but but more just to connect with, just to like hang out with, just to see like what could happen because there aren't that many people in my surrounding area that I've met that I'm like super, super attracted to. And we have good chemistry. I have to have really good chemistry with somebody. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm going to do something now that we have the podcast and we're out in the open. I'm going to sign back up for plenty of fish, which is a dating site that I used before Bobby, I'm sure you uh, used it too. Uh, I'm okay, sure everybody okay. used it in okay, like the my in the mid 2000s. Um, so I made a profile on there, and at first it got rejected, and I like they took it down because they thought it was a porn bot, and then like it got nah. accepted again. Um, and I made a profile. At first, I was not getting, like, quality responses at all. So I added, like, a couple more pictures of myself. And I have to say, the dating world has changed significantly. I wouldn't Since know. I, and since you and I got no. together. Like, I, I forgot how to even date. And I forgot how fucking hilarious it is and also just like how it's like finding a needle in a haystack so i think this is going to be a regular thing that i'm going to talk about as i re-navigate the dating world um and we thought that it would be really funny if we read to you some of these golden golden messages that i've been receiving because some of them just really are man you got to give these guys credit do I get to read them? Yes, you get to read them. Okay, cool. I'll play the I'll play the man. Perfect. What am I saying? I already am the man. All right. So the first message. God, you have no idea how bad I just want to say these names, but I'll be I'll be nice. <laughs> no, we gotta keep it anonymous. So the first message that we're gonna tell you is this is what it says. Are you a shovel? Because I'm already digging you. <laughs> Some of these, like, I actually, some of these are so silly and so corny that I actually love them. And, like, if the guy is hot, I would actually maybe reply to them just because they're so funny and stupid. I Like, I love somebody who's not afraid to make an ass out of themselves, but hilarious. And then you get the sweet guys that just go, you are beautiful, baby. Oh, love that. But he wasn't hot. He wasn't hot. So we had to say no. The next one I have to edit. So it says, uh. Hey, I'm so-and-so, and and I'm 24 from this place in Canada. I saved someone's life tonight. Do you want to (laughs) hear? I actually did message that guy back. I'm waiting for his response on how he saved somebody's life, because I'm kind of fucking curious. And I think, don't you think that one's genius, if you were, like, trying to get back in the game? Honest to God, it just reminds me of Barney. Oh, (laughs) From How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? 
<laughs> that's all that I can think of. Why would not mind hanging out with like a Barney type? Hanging out, yeah, but you know, whatever. Uh, the next one is, hey, you're hot stuff. <laughs> I mean, you never get tired of hearing that. Ever. Oh, who doesn't love to hear that they're beautiful? No. Doesn't matter how they look. Uh, the next one. Mm, those eyes could probably get me to do just about anything. <laughs> do you agree? Yes. Do you know how much shit I've done because of your eyes? Mm. Discussion for next time. Exactly. <laughs> We're running along here. Next one. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Ed Sheeran, but I am in love with the shape of you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even keep a straight face with that one, okay? Like, I have a pretty good poker face, all right? I could not keep a straight okay, face. Okay, I looked anymore. at that guy's profile, though, and he was actually pretty fucking hot. Whatever. Some of these pickup lines. This could go on my friend's little pickup line Thursdays or whatever the fuck he does. All right, next one. <clears throat> Agree with your about section 100%. But don't you think that once you're in a committed relationship, monogamy is a must? I thought that was a little bit thought-provoking, but also a little bit like, mm, no, I don't think that. That's why I put it in my profile that I'm non-monogamous. Are you really trying to, like, get to know me by arguing with me? I'm going to steal your girl, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Oh, that was the last one. That was the last one. I could have like done a million more. I couldn't find that anal one that the guy said. Can you sent remember me. what he said? No, but I showed it to you and it was I can't really remember funny. What it said, I but... can't remember what it said either. I'm gonna keep looking for it. But these were some good ones. I've gotten other good ones. Surprisingly, some like really good quality guys have reached out to me. I just am really terrible at messaging people and keeping up with messages. And it's like the conversation starts off good. But if in any way, like it wanes that I'm just like, ah, and I find like a reason not to be interested in it. So she overthinks the overthinking. Mm, I do do that. (laughs) But this is going to be a new thing. I am totally going to start documenting my first dates with these guys because I remember when I was single before. Fuck, I had some really awkward times. No, of course. And I promise we will bring back the Urban Dictionary definitions of things. Yes, that was a hit. And we've been trying to bring back texts from the past, but... I started calling her more often than I would text her. (laughs) Yeah, I I started looking and I can't even really find anything than like a, a funny blurb here and there. I can't really find much like back and forth. If you want just funny blurbs of funny shit Bobby said to me over time, I mean, we've got hours and hours of that material, so let us know, but... Like I said, I talk a lot. (laughs) And you just say anything. No, I will say anything. Anything. Anything at all. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, Next week, we're actually going to talk about uh, more of a sensitive topic. Yes. We are going to talk about how to manage the lifestyle, polyamory, kink, and everything. Sex. Sex. As a parent. Yes. Parenting uh, and trying to have a sex life. Which Something like having weird a normal still. Having a normal sex life is hard enough when you have kids. Yeah. Having like an extracurricular sex life like we do is even more difficult. Yes. So that should be a fun episode. Especially with kids that are old enough to start asking questions. So if you have any tips, any advice. Tips, tricks. Anything. Please, please let us know. Once again, we always love to hear your criticism. I take everything to heart. Like, I I, I try, like, if you have, if I said something wrong, if I, if we got a definition wrong, if we missed something, I'm always willing to correct it in the next episode. So please, please, please let us know. Yeah, much love. I'm not going to kiss you. I'm just going to say bye.